Michigan State gets Tyson Walker back for his fifth year senior year. Looks like we're taking a title run this year. Um, you also have some big news coming out of the Tigers. There really is none. They still suck. They still are going to be a hundred to hundred ten loss team again this year, and we're going to get to that later. Uh, Pistons fired Dwayne Casey. Big news. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about potential replacements for him, and then some Lions draft talk today. Grant, are you feeling motored up? Kenny, of course I'm motored up. Of course, I'm in the presence of someone whose brain is constantly ticking, constantly at work, constantly communicating, constantly uh, translating frequencies. Kenny, your 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 brain is motored up. That's why we're on this podcast. That's why we're going to break everything down that you just talked about. Kick it off and go. So let's go, Michigan State basketball. Looks like there's a title run coming, and there's some other news throughout the nation. Duke got back Kyle Filipkowski, and that looks like the biggest threat to Michigan State's title run next year is Duke, number one class coming in. And they also have Proctor coming back with – Proctor's back with Filipkowski, and they have a class coming in. So Michigan State, I mean, they're deep. They're really deep next year, something they did not have the luxury of this year, and they still got to the Sweet 16. And if they can hold on to everybody besides Hauser, hopefully Malik takes his fifth-year senior COVID year. He has nothing to lose at this point coming back outside of potentially a title. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's not even the worst thing in the world when we call this and play next year because you have Xavier Booker lined up right behind him to take a starting job. So I'm curious, do you think this is a Michigan State title run or bust next year, or do you think that Michigan State fans are just overreacting Tyson's coming back? So firstly, yes, Duke will be very scary when Bronny's on the team as well next year. Duke will be a very bad belt for Michigan State in the Final Four. I think if you're a Michigan State fan – You've got to be hoping for a Final Four run, no doubt, because I think this team is going to be well-polished. You're right. You're going to lose uh, Joey Hauser. You might lose Malik Hall, but honestly, does that hurt you that much? And you've lost Pierre Brooks. So really, otherwise, everything's looking up. Hogard's going to come back better. Uh, Tyson Walker, I think, really is going to be. He was the guy this past year, kind of under the radar, I think, especially on a national scale. But he'll step up, uh, I think, into the first a lot of attention will be on Tyson Walker coming into his last eligible year. I think it's going to be a great year for state. I don't think it's title or bust. I think you got to make a final four appearance and that might be my too early, early prediction. I, I really like state next year a lot too. I think they're, they, it's title or bust, but am I crazy? I think potentially the year after could be better. Is that like a crazy take considering maybe Aikens comes back for a senior year he becomes your alpha, like, and then you have I, – I, I like Kohler down the stretch. I thought he looked better in March. He didn't look as lost at the end of the season. I don't like Kohler down the stretch. I, I liked like him. him. I, I liked him against Marquette in those five minutes he played a lot. So he had a nice matchup for five minutes. No, Kohler, do not think that – okay, Kenny, you know better that college basketball is a year-by-year system. No, but, no, no, I know. Development, and this is where you're, you're lucky as a state fan to be in this stage with Tom Izzo right now in the situation where state is, where you're going to be looking at a turnover of practically the same team. But really, you're missing a key component in Joey Hauser. It's going to be hard to fill that 3 and D. Oh, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think Booker is your next Michigan State legend, but he's unfortunately just going to be a one done. I don't, I don't think losing Hauser is the, the, the worst thing in the world. Can't, yeah, no, he's he, yeah. I think he will be one and done, but I, I, they they're gonna play different roles. 
Booker's going to be a scorer. Yeah. And that's Hauser what we need. Not scoring force. You need scoring, yes, but you're also going to need – I think you're going to need – they need another big also. That's for sure. State needs – what's up um, – Sissoko's going into his last year of eligibility yeah. as well? Yeah. You need – You need. I think you need someone who can actually play the five, not Kohler. Cooper's getting better. Cooper might be someone who might get really improved over. I like Kohler more than Cooper, seriously. I like Kohler more than Cooper, but I think Cooper's your center going forward. I think Kohler's going to be moved to being a four in the future. I, I don't think he's a center in the college level. He's not athletic enough. He's not big enough either. He's That's not true. athletic or big enough. He's not really athletic enough to play the four is what he's not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you could be so big on Kohler. I think Cooper's got more upside. Really? See, I, I, I want to go out and get a transfer big. You don't need to go out there and, and get a 15-15 score. You know what I mean? You just oh. got to get somebody oh. that can come in there and, and fill some minutes. Because I, 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 I am not a Cooper lover. I think Sissoko down the stretch was a completely different player than he was in the regular season comes March time. I mean, beginning of the season, you saw the potential. And then all of a sudden, just went away until March. Maybe he's just a big game player because he came to play for every big game this year. I just think Sissoko, I, I don't want anybody, I want somebody to push him because I don't think Cooper's good enough to push him out of a starting job. Somebody needs to push him in camp because this is just, you're very paper thin, I still think, at center. I think Booker helps you because Booker could play the five if you need him to, but it, it, there's not a lot of depth there. So you're going to need to fill. Michigan State fans are not overreacting, though. This Tyson Walker um, declaration that he's going to be returning back is the momentum swing to, okay, we're going to be all right. If Tyson Walker was not coming back, this is a totally different conversation. I don't think you're even considering title or bust, which I already think is ridiculous. But that's that would even be that much more ridiculous if Tyson Walker was not returning back. It's going to be a fun season. I, I think that. This is the most talent Izzo's probably had since Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson were on the same team. He hasn't had this talented of a roster since. He's had some good ones. I think this roster, we'll see what happens, could be better than Cassius' senior year roster when it's all said and done. Just be, I, don't, hey, I don't get ahead of ourselves and say that, okay? I, I don't know. I, 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 think there's a, I think we have the best backcourt Tom Izzo's has but you're going to be a fun season, but you know what's not going to be fun? How many more games until you have to flip that shirt inside out, Kenny? How oh, my God. Tell me what, game, what game mark are you, will you – tell me now. Tell me 25. now. We're, 25. We're in and we don't have two wins yet. What number do you check out? Because I'm still tuned in. I'm still watching. I'm still looking at the box scores, games I miss. What – predicted now realistically when will you check out when are you going to check out so i'm just going to look at the schedule before we even get to that question because they might get an easy stretch at some point and pick up a few wins against teams like the diamondbacks and like like a's but let's just see here so probably get swapped i'm predicting i'm predicting it now alex manola is that that's how you say his last name and, right uh, manola's pitching tonight it's gonna yeah. shit on us K's calling it now. Ten K's. Tigers lose. I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule. I mean, they, they might go through this entire month with three more wins. They play playoff teams the rest of the month. I mean, I might get to the end of the month and I might be on here screaming every day just because they're just 
But try, I, I don't understand how you bring Scott Harrison in. He talks about dominating the strike zone, doing all these different things, and then he comes in there and does nothing to fix the situation, which is something that was just mind-boggling to me. Like, you wanted to assess this roster. What is there to assess? Us Tigers fans watched this team for the last eight years. There was nothing to assess this season. The only thing you needed to assess was trading your entire farm system away and just starting from scratch. I think, like, right Pump now – your brakes on Scott Harris. Listen, I don't mind. I'll be the first to say it. I hate Eight what he did. Inch does not give a single flying fuck. He does not. And I think it's Scott Harris. You're right. He's new to the scene. I think he is trying to reform and start from the ground up, starting with the strike zone and working out. I think everything he said, I don't think that's bogus. I think AJ Hinge does not care about the Detroit Tigers. Base running is a trouble. I bet they're one of the bottom five in stolen bases when everyone's stealing bases this year. They cannot consecutively string together hits. They don't know how to play the pitchers. I mean, work the pitchers in the batter zone. They don't know how to carry over from one batter to another. The relief pitching is garbage. A.J. Hinge does not care. But let's be real here. And this is where this has been my problem with this organization my entire life. Even when they were winning, this was my problem. Name a prospect they've developed. Outside of Verlander, from the ground up, Riley Green, I think, is going to be a star. Torkelson, I said last episode, he'll be, he'll be a solid MLB player. He's never going to be the number one pick. I, I think he'll be a good MLB player. Outside of those three guys, I mean, this team has had an issue developing talent through the years. They had issues. I mean, even with Leland, they weren't stealing bases. They were a very slow team under him. No. But they were running smart. But they were running smart. They're, they're, this team is full of bad habits. There's bad habits everywhere. Javier Baez is the prime example of bad habits. The worst. The worst. The, the worst. worst. And, and this is where we start to beat the dead horse because we're talking about the same things. Yeah, not being able to develop, seven-year rebuild, Javi Baez uh, swinging at terrible pitches. You're right. It's all real, and it's not as much – like, as much as I want to blame the Illiches and the people at the top, there's also got to be a, a, a relatively reasonable blame dealt out to the people closest to these players, which is A.J. Hinch, which Agreed. is the man. Not as much even the scouter, just the people who are in the double-A, triple-A, single-A, developing our players. That, that, that falls on them. This is A.J. Hinch doesn't know. This team doesn't look like they know how to play baseball. They don't know. They look like they're playing baseball at a high school level. But it's been like this the last few years. And I'm just looking like our lineup last game. There's nobody in this entire lineup. I'm looking at I'm like, I'm scared to pitch to him. If I'm a pitcher, I'm looking at the Tigers. And I'm just thinking strike out, strike out, strike out. I'll let up a few hits, but they'll, they'll swing at things in the dirt. They'll ground into six, four threes all the time. I mean, they're just a bad baseball team with bad habits, bad coaching. Just everything bad across the board right now. There, I, there's really nothing like. Even if you look at the farm system, there's nobody out there that in the system that you're like, I'm excited to call him up. Like you look through the farm system, it's paper thin, paper thin. And in this job that Harris took over, why I'm so upset is there was nothing to evaluate. We've seen this as fans for years. It's been the same garbage baseball, and it's carried into this year. Look, I, I think he got a nice return for Gregory Soto. I thought he got a good return for that. But, I mean, I'm looking at this bullpen right now, and I'm like, they're going to come out there, and they're just going to fire garbage all night. I mean, yeah. 
can't play Alex Lang. Alex Lang's not going to be able to pitch three innings every game. And I don't want him. He's garbage. Oh, t- Lions trade. Here we go. We got breaking news on Motor Up Sports. You're kidding. Jeff Okuda traded for a Falcons fifth-round pick. So now we got to talk about that. We have breaking news. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, forget wow, Okay, let's just fuck for Tigers. Tigers are talk. Longer about... Wow, I'm blown away by at... this. We're going corner at six. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. That's a good I'm trade, blown... too. He well, seemed like Jeff Okuda was someone who I thought was bought in into Dan Campbell's system. Someone who I thought was, although he wasn't going to be live up to the top three pick potential, but I man, I thought he was going to fit into the system. They traded him for a fifth round pick. I like it. I think to we're Atlanta. going corner. I think we're going corner at six. Clearly, that's clearly the pick now. Because look, I think they're going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. It's been the rumor the last couple of days. So that, you don't need a quarterback now at six. I, I, I'd assume we're talking to Arizona to move up to three and try to get Will Anderson. But don't you think we, – we've seen this with – somebody made this point to me, and I 100% agree with this. Do you see what the Rams have done? When they had Brad Holmes as an assistant GM, even when they had Aaron Donald in the top D line in the league, they kept stockpiling the lines off by just getting more and more assets there. I'm curious if he traded Okuda away to stockpile more assets at cornerback and safety for draft night. Look, I mean, at number six, unless you're in love with Jalen Carter, I'm not for that pick. If you love the guy and you think this guy is going to be like the next superstar in the NFL and you can't pass up on him, you go with him. But Christian Gonzalez back there with that secondary, that's an upgrade right away over Okuda. So what if you you don't trade up to three? What if you can't trade up to three so you get Christian Gonzalez, you're saying? Or what about uh, the kid from Indiana? I mean, excuse me, Illinois. Who used to play with Kirby Joseph Witherspoon, right? What's his name? I can see him slipping to 18 in all seriousness. Devin Witherspoon. Oh, Devin Witherspoon. So definitely not taking him is what you're – definitely – because I haven't even been thinking about cornerback this whole time. I know they've been – But now you have to think cornerback. Or are they for sure going – at 18, are they taking cornerback? Is that what that means? Because six, I don't know how you could still – I don't think just lose Jeff Okudo means you're taking cornerback at six. Well, well, Greg, here's the problem. Let's just hypothetically say your top five picks are going to be Stroud, Young, and then either Richardson or Levis, and you have three of the quarterbacks gone before you. Then there's the potential. Will Anderson's 100% going to be gone in the top five. So now you're sitting at number five. You can see here you'll either have Jalen Carter go top five, or you'll see Tyree Wilson go there to the Seahawks. Or maybe even the Seahawks go quarterback and develop one under Geno Smith. And then after that, you have basically, it's anybody's game. Let's say Jalen Carter's on the board at six. You're in love with Jalen Carter. Go for him, go for him, go for him. I have zero problem with it. I was screaming y'all and say that's a great, great pick. But the reality is, is I think this team, even down the stretch, Okuda wasn't playing a lot last year when down the stretch. I hope you remember that too. He was not playing a lot. Yeah. And I think that said a lot. I, I didn't know he – I didn't think he traded right now, but I, it, it makes me wonder, is he even a good football player if, if this regime wants to move on from him that quickly? No, I'm thinking – no, I think he could still be a good football player, but not at the value in which we had had him. Some other team can start fresh with him, and the value at which they will get Jeff Okuda will be worth it. 
unfortunately, no, Jeff Okuda was never going to live up to the potential of being a top three pick, and he wouldn't have been worth his value while here. And actually, over these few minutes of just talking about it, of course, it was sad for all those people. The Jeff Okuda seemed to be a popular jersey. All those people, are, I'm sure, yeah. totally bummed Jeff Okuda jerseys. But really, I think it is probably it's the best move possible. Brad Holmes, once again, gold star. He's the mm-hmm. he's he's the man of the town right now, man of the year. You also dump a lot of salary money. Because think about yeah. it, he was, making, he was making a good amount of money for no reason. So they just, you know, they just added, like, probably. And we got a fifth-round pick. That he, could, that he, he could do stuff with fifth-round picks. Fifth-round pick is not throwaway change to Brad Holmes. We'll take the fifth-round picks. Stack them up. So, basically, he was making – he had one more year left on the deal, and then if he had, he had an option – so basically, this year his cap hit was ten mil this year, and then next year you would have to sign him for eleven and a half million dollars. That that would have to be the option you pick up on him. Bye bye, Jeff Okuda. Yeah, no, bye this bye. is me waving. This is me waving. Yeah. I'm, I'm not paying him eleven and a half. Eleven and a half million dollars, man. I'm not paying that to him. Good, good trade by Brad Holt. You got rid of a contract you don't want to deal with next year, and you got value for it. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> Who's the next to go? If there's one more, honestly, what I who I think this next to go or who do I think's next to go? Both. Let's get one of each. If they oh. did, if we, if say we make a move, as in say it's trading up to three or whatever, we'll have to give up something in return. What is it? The what will what will our give up be? So okay, not even the move up to three, but I'm hoping the next guy out is Badgley, and I hope they replace him with a kicker in the draft. That's the first thing I want. I, I, you look at teams that win Super Bowls, you look at teams that have gone to the Super Bowl, win on the AFC championships, every single one of them has a kicker. You're not holding your breath every time he steps off from 35 yards. You know what I mean? you, you got to start looking at a new kicker. I, I see they gave him a one-year deal, not a lot of money, so you're, you're going to be able to play around. I hope there's somebody in training camp that can push him because I was not a fan. Because every time he kicked, I was pulling my breath. He missed a couple of, what did he miss? Two field goals? Yeah, but they were bad misses, bro. Like, they were good misses. And he okay, was so, so who's who? who else? And, and I think the next guy, to be honest with you, you got to look at guys from the last regime. They're not going to probably, I, 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 but also, they're saying Levi Ansarik game and I ever play again. So, would he be the next out? Maybe. Maybe they try to just flip him for a seventh round pick or just caught him. I think he's the who's next Levi Ansariki. Who's around from the regime before? Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker, which he'll stay. Ragnar will stay. That's about it. Okuda was the only other guy from the last regime that was still there. Tracy Walker. Maybe they moved Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker. We got Marvin okay. Jones was technically regime. Yeah, but they signed, they're not going to show him. So hey, it's going to be yeah. interesting. It, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think this draft. Is now set up. You, you just set yourself up for literally anything. You have so many picks in this draft now. Like, unbelievable. So, I will get a Teddy Bridgewater jersey as soon as they sign him. That oh, will be awesome, whatever number he gets. Oh, I love that. And I just think signing Bridgewater would be smart because right now, Sutfeld would not be able to keep you afloat if golf got hurt. So, so here's the thing. You're paper thin at linebacker. You're paper thin at quarterback. You're paper thin at receiver. You're paper thin at tight end. That's my only problem. You you got to find some depth. 
you got to find depth at those positions because right there, I mean, if Rodrigo Angelini comes down, you're fine passes. Those are guys that are not going to be able to keep you in football games. I think we're going to have a whole draft of depth, though. I hope you're right. Rodrigo in six. Uh, we took Kirby Joseph, third round. Who was seventh round pick? Six was James Houston. Six was James Houston. Brock Wright was a seventh rounder. He had some plays down they, the stretch. Brock Wright had a couple touchdowns this year. That's what I'm saying. If he, he does that again, there you go. There's huh. more. We're fine. We're, I know. I mean, what are the odds that he hits every pick again? Two drafts in a row. That's mathematically, it's all possible. If he does that, I mean, he deserves a good statue outside fourth field. If he can find a way to hit every draft for three, two, almost three years in a row, he can hit every pick. I mean, God, God, Kenny, I mean, he's never drafted he well. Kenny, he certainly has not hit everyone. I'll tell you one in particular that we still- on Enrique. Nope. Besides from that one, we're still, the jury is still out. Jameson Williams. Jury is still out. Fair. I'm not going to argue that. That's a good point. So you can't say – I don't even know if it's that much credit to Brad Holmes that he's hit on every pick. But I think he's got a good enough track record where I trust if we sign – then hence signing Teddy Bridgewater, Brad, Brad Holmes is going to have a nice draft, um, adding some depth to some of our skill position players, and then we'll have the backup at Teddy Bridgewater, who I think is an electric. I hope he Final topic of the day. We have to get to this pretty quickly. The Pistons fired Dwayne Casey. I thought it was a perfect decision. Look, I think he's a good guy. I don't have an issue with him as a person. I, I, I will not. I, you never heard me come on in here and just say that's the guy because I, I think Ken. He wasn't fired, was he? He resigned and moved to a front office role, which I personally like. I like it. I think he's a respectable guy who. I, and he never said anything that like was like F you, Dwayne Casey. I mean, yeah, he rotated horribly. He wasn't the right fit for us as a coach. But overall, I mean, he was a good person, I felt like. And I, I'm happy they moved him to a front office role where I think he, he's a respectable guy around the basketball world. Uh, I hope he's in charge of this coaching search, too. There was I don't think there's anything wrong with Dwayne Casey as a person, which is why I'm not on here like dancing on his grave today. I think, yes, everyone kind of foresaw this. Dwayne Casey wasn't going to be coach. I think people were kind of – I'm glad you're right also that it went down in an applicable manner and that Dwayne Casey, I think it is good for him to be part of the D- Detroit Pistons organization somehow, in some way. I don't know. I think it, it's probably good. In hindsight, I think we're in a better position now than when we were than before he was here. So, so okay, I have a question for you. Now that you now now that you're letting uh, Weaver bring in his guy, because this wasn't a Weaver hire, you, you and I both know that. And my buddy made a good point. He calls his team, goes to every game. He's been season ticket. He made a good point. He said you can't fire Weaver until you let him go through another coach. So here's my question for you, because you're at 16 win teams here, and to make a play, you're going to have to improve 20 wins. Is next year put up or shut up for you? If you can't get me into an 11 seed play-in, do you just say, hey, Weaver, I'm sorry, you have a core, but you've shown nothing past your core? Oh, no. Or, no. The or plane... do, you, do you move it? Do you keep moving it forward? You give him one more year after that see I, what happens. Yeah, Roy Weaver, I mean, I think you got to give him more time. Yeah, I think you definitely got to give him more time, no doubt. More, this isn't a play-in game or bust. 
this season or this upcoming season by no means. Because honestly, think about the good teams that are in the playing games this year. You know what I mean? Like good teams. The Hawks, I guess, not as good as everyone thought they were going to be at the start of the season. The Heat are a good team, especially if Jimmy Butler is playing good. The Lakers, I'm not really – I mean, the West is weak. They're playing the Timberwolves tonight. I think that Lakers are going to win. But still, at the same time, like, I'd be happy to be in the playing game next year. Happy. Beyond happy. That I think uh, that's a stretch. If that's the bar, then we got to rechange the bar. It's going to be set lower. Lower expectations for Pistons fans. Don't expect Wembyana. Don't. You're gonna no, and I'm him. not. Don't. Somebody let, made... Let's just make that – if that happens, let's just make that a, a surprise gift. Let's, like, honestly block Wembyana out of our minds. Let's just imagine – let's just imagine we're getting – to, I don't know, the fifth best guy in this draft or sixth best guy, like how we got Jay Nivey and we'll be happy with it. Let's just do that. I don't even want to think. I'm not, I don't want to talk about Wembiana until after the lottery. Sure. I don't even want to. Because it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt so bad, Kenny. He's, He's a spur. He's a spur. It's bullshit. I, mean, I 100%. I, they they've been lined up for this number one pick for years. They're they're getting it. Let's be real. I can't. I can't even talk about him. I know. It's just look. I I'm at the point where it's like this year deflated me because we came in with these super. I I thought my expectations were lower. I mine were lower than most people, and they still didn't even hit my expectation. I said they they'd be lucky to win 28 games. And I know 35. Like you went on here and said 35. I said 26, and they weren't even close to either of those numbers. Um, that That's just where I'm like, okay, look, there needs to be a sense of urgency. You, you, you agree with that. I hope you agree with that. There has to be some sense of urgency now. You have your three guys. You have a draft pick this year. You can figure that out. So you have four guys in your four. Well, hey, Weaver, I'm sorry, but you got to start giving these pieces around Cade and Ivy. Because the way that Ivy finishes season, I mean, Ivy's going to be a superstar. There's no way we like, even disagree with that. Cade and Ivy would be great together. Duran, I mean, we saw flashes of him. Like, wow, this guy has so much potential, too. But once you get past that, I mean, this roster sucks. Like, we just saw him. Um, I, I actually am not going to come on here and dance with his grade either because I actually liked him. It was Hami. And I don't know if you saw this news, but he put his house up for sale. So Hami's H- out. Hami, oh, Hami's out. Yeah, Hami put his estate up for sale. So he, he's gone. That came out yesterday. So there's going to be a lot of roster changes this offseason. I know Weaver will get who he wants. He's been aggressive his entire time here with this rebuild. So I expect aggressiveness this offseason, and I expect what a little bit of urgency. Where is he gone? What do you think happens? With who? Marvin Bagley. I, I Okay. My heart tells me I hate him. I, I've never liked Bagley. I, I was the first guy on here screaming about the contract when I gave it to him, and you guys all called me insane at the time. And I knew this was going to happen, but who wants that contract? Who, who wants to pay Marvin Bagley $13 million a year? Nobody. Like, you're stuck with him. He's a cancer. I, I think everywhere that guy goes, he sucks. Damn, okay. So I guess yeah, that's how you feel about Marvin Bagley. Okay, how about Bogey? See, here's he gone. I, I actually want him here. You need a, you need a score. He's a pure score. Okay, Corey Joseph. What's going on with Corey Joseph? How many more years? Dwayne, is this- well, Dwayne Casey's gone, so he's gone. 
They're gone together. Package deal? Probably a package deal. They're both out at the same time. Thank goodness. Okay, Killian. Killian is going to be an interesting. Killian will be an interesting name this offseason. Last year, the rookie contract? I think you have to give him the last year of his rookie contract. You'd kind of be foolish to not pick up the option. But uh, I, I don't like him. I really don't. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up this episode now. Grant, I got to get running the class. So I'll see you guys back tomorrow with Jack. Um, more lines talk, a lot more talk. See you guys um, tomorrow. Thank you, Grant, for coming on. I know you feel motor up after that Okuda trade. I'm very motored up speaking with you, Kenny. It's great. I hope you're motored up for class. Oh, I don't like the class, but I actually like this class. Thanks, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for having me on, Ken.